0: Hey everyone, some trail talk today. I was taking a hike and I had a thought that came to mind I wanted to share because it is a piercing observation. And there was an email that Rosaria Butterfield sent to me, I don't know, a week or two ago. And she made this statement and it stuck with me. She said, evangelical leaders think that course correction is a substitute for repentance. Course correction is a substitute for repentance. And it's piercing and profound because it's so true. And there's so many examples of this. One of the first examples that came to my mind are the folks at First Baptist Church of Naples who were accused a few years ago of harboring racial animosity against a pastoral candidate who happened to be black when you looked into the story, though, you found out there was actually really nothing to that charge. The charge was, if it if there was a charge, it was that they didn't want a woke pastor. And they didn't want a pastor who would change certain things about the church. And they wanted a pastor who was qualified according to the church's constitution. And the whole documentary was made about it. You can check it out. Um, it, you can probably just go on YouTube and type in First Baptist Church Naples and it'll come right up. But... That stood out to me because I was in the rooms with some of these people, uh, seeing their tears, hearing their stories, and that kind of thing kind of sticks with you. And the thing that I find still shocking about that is the lack of apology. (laughs) At the time, the who's who of Southern Baptist leadership came out to denounce these horrible, uh, racist individuals in the Southern Baptist Convention. Where are their apologies? Where are their apologies? Even though the evidence has been provided, it's been out there for years. um, That's one example. But there are many of them, unfortunately. And I could probably make a much longer video and give you a number of other examples of this. Uh, One of them right now that I've seen is there's been a uh, shift among some to try to um, t- to change their tune on things like preferred pronouns, the existence of homosexual orientation, uh, reparative therapy, and instead of saying I was wrong or I'm sorry that I harbored views that were not in accordance with scripture or orthodox theology you have leaders coming out and making new statements that maybe conflict with previous statements but they haven't actually admitted or retracted or uh, just acknowledged that they did make these erroneous statements that led many into areas that they should not have been entered into and so When I look at scripture and I think about this issue, the first example that comes to my mind is King David. When he sinned, it wasn't enough for him to course correct, right? To just say, well, you know, I'm not uh, an adulterer anymore. I'm going to be faithful. (laughs) And I believe in being faithful. I believe in um, uh, staying with your wife and not wandering, uh, not having a roving eye. So fidelity is important to me. He, he didn't do that. He didn't make a statement like that. He repented, right? Part of repentance is course correction, but uh, the initial step is you have to admit where you've been wrong. There has to be some humility there or else it's not actually repentance. And that is a, an issue that I think is so characteristic of many of the leaders we have, and not just in evangelicalism, this is pervasive, right? You have a lot of people who went uh, COVID crazy, and where are the where the are the acknowledgments of this? Where are the apologies for these kinds of things? And I'm talking about people in our government and in society in general. Uh, now that evidence has come out about the shots and about um, the extent to which this virus was, was deadly and the extent to which masks either helped or didn't help. And I'm not going into all that right now. I just, you, you know <laughs> that uh, there's been admissions um, even from left-leaning sources that some of the things they initial, initially said weren't accurate, but they're not actually real admissions because they're not going back and they're not correcting things. They're not admitting, I should say. They're not... Um, uh, acknowledging retracting and and then you know saying we apologize to you we're gonna do better now I'm sorry forgive us right there's none of that there's uh, even with the people who were uh, now it's proven that we're lying who were trying to drag people into uh, this totalitarian agenda there's no consequences right so it's just something you kind of shrug and you, you move on. It's course correction, but it's not repentance. And we see this, I think, more broadly with just the the woke social justice stuff in general, especially when, uh, when it comes to the BLM CRT issue. There's a, a knee-jerk reaction. I just saw this actually online the other day. There's a knee-jerk reaction if someone is referred to as woke. I'm not woke. And then you, you can pull all the evidence. Here's all the things you did, but that's, you know, it's this moving target. And, um, you know, what seems to be happening in my mind is there's a slight course correction. It's not fully course correction. I think we're all a little woke now. That's, that's just like everyone now, uh, even on the conservative side, there's this, and, and I can show you, you know, tons of evidence for this, but there, there's what happened in 2020 affected us greatly, but there's a little bit of a, uh, a kickback against it, like a, um, a pendulum swing where we want to distance ourselves from that. Cause we realize, well, that wasn't good. <laughs> All those businesses that were destroyed, that wasn't good. And so I'm not woke. I'm against that on some level, at least the crazy aspects of it, but there's no actual acknowledgement, retraction, repentance. For the part that someone may have played in it uh, at least i see little of it and it's certainly not from the people that i focused on so much on this particular podcast and so anyway i just thought i would share that with you and encourage you that's not christian <laughs> that's not the way we're supposed to act it's not enough you know for peter to get up and say i'm going to sit now with the gentiles and uh, and not acknowledge that I was just giving cover for the Judaizer heresy, right? In Galatians, it wouldn't, that wouldn't have been enough. There has to be some kind of an acknowledgement that, you know, I was wrong to do what I did. I set a bad example. I was leading people in a bad direction that hurt people. And, and, and here's the good news at the end of the day with this. This is this is what I genuinely don't understand. God is faithful. He forgives us. And I'm not saying sin's not a big deal. If I don't want someone to take me out of context here, sin is a big deal. But God um, justifies us. If we're Christians, we are justified, and so we shouldn't be getting all bent out of shape. We should actually expect to sin at times. We're going to, and then when we do, the appropriate response is to repent. If it's a public sin, you you apologize publicly. If it's a sin that hurt people, you apologize to the people that you hurt, and um, and so, you know, that, for me, because I think this is just ingrained, and it was ingrained since I was a young kid, it's not a big deal to get something wrong and then say, you know what, I was wrong, I'm gonna humble myself, please forgive me, or I at least I, I retract that I acknowledge that I had poor judgment, even if it's not a sin, technically. Uh, and, and then you just move on because you're human. And um, and if it's a sin, we have a sinful nature. And then you just praise God. You know God, thank you for taking that. Thank you that Jesus Christ lived the perfect life and I have his righteousness before you and not my own. And then you can rejoice. And it's an occasion for showing the love and the redemption of God. These um, evangelical leaders who just refuse to do this on a myriad of issues, are failing to showcase uh, repentance, and in so doing, they're they're uh, honestly they're they're bringing shame. I think to the name of Christ. They're denying a potential opportunity to share the good news of the gospel and uh, to model humility for younger Christians who might be. Um, I want to say less mature but sometimes I think the leaders are less mature in some cases they're um it's just not good it's not good and that's just not Christian and we need to get back to a very Christian way I think of approaching things which means that we acknowledge our mistakes when they're pointed out and uh you know we don't shrug them off but we we just say that uh, I was wrong and God is right on this and this is what he says and now that's what I'm gonna Pursue. And no one would think. Here's the the amazing thing about this. I I really truly believe this. Not only are you forgiven, but I don't think anyone would think the less of you for it. I know I wouldn't. You know, I've said this before, but even some of the, the wokest guys that I've critiqued, if they came forward and just acknowledged all of it and truly repented of it and course corrected after doing that and showed people. Uh, a pattern of repentance here that they're they really this isn't just some trick they're doing they actually have a change of mind on this issue i'd be the first to accept that to um you know i wouldn't maybe make them the leader (laughs) because they'd have to build trust up again but i would certainly include them in um you know, I, I would think of them as, as, as brothers, even if they've uh, gone into heresy and they've acknowledged that and they've re- truly repented, I would be the first one to welcome them and to uh, say, Hey, we're, we're one, we're brothers and we're going to treat you as a brother, but I don't see it. I see so little of it, so little of it. And uh, that is, I think one of the biggest things that concerns me about the state of Christianity because it's. It shows something under the hood. It, it, uh, if you trace it and you peel all the onion layers back, you get to something that is extremely concerning and ugly. And it's, it's ultimately pride, but it's the kind of pride that can be used to justify about anything if you really want to. And it shows um, that we have a corrupt leadership at the higher levels. And so I would encourage you, if you, know, you happen to be one of these pastors or leaders that did go down the wrong path on, especially the issues that were so overt in 2020, then acknowledge it with your congregation. If you said things to your congregation, just acknowledge it. Just say, hey, I just want to let you know, I know this is two years ago, but I was wrong when I shut down the church for six months and precluded you from worshiping the Lord. If you really believe that you were wrong, don't just course correct and say, well, next time we'll do better. Say, we were wrong. We were wrong for that, you know? I hope that makes sense to everyone, and I hope it's encouraging to everyone and maybe inspires some of you to do that. I just – I don't want to lament it. I I want to show the way out, but I was was just walking on the trail, and it came to my mind, and I just thought, you know, this is something that uh, I should share with you all. So anyway, more coming. God bless.
1: Bye now. You know how to book flights and hotels.